I got my freaks to see it with. Hudson suggests that his ass might be bleeding, but he's wearing trunks, so there's no way to know. That's not, that's not blood. I just shit myself. <laughs> Somebody's fucking their sister. This love triangle of siblings doesn't really... That's not for me. No. Right? Suck me sideways. Horrible, uh, severe case of bumpy dick. But, uh, Master, you'd be mad if I told you this, buddy. He's he kind of got a nice rack. All right, listen to me. Fuck. We don't do that in my family. You're nuts, huh? I'll bet my nuts, man. Just give me a new fucking set. I'm taking her away, and I'm giving it to her twice. Yeah, I'll shave. I'll get a Reno ponytail on my head. I give a fuck. The best card we've seen so far. You take your clothes off to see. I mean, play around and eat a, <laughs> eat a stack of paint. He's on the couch. Naked. See it. Yeah, daddy-o. God, Lex is such a fucking bag of goddamn tools. I'm jokes laughing at everybody now. That would have been good tips. I miss the days when, you know, Goldberg was driving around the building with a monster truck. For sure, kind of close and parked. You don't miss that? Fucking let's do something. Talk about no, I know how the fucking song goes, man. I love the song. USA! I got nothing! Look at me! You have your heart! Look at me! You have your heart! I got nothing! You have your heart! Look at me! In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Braid Wrestling Podcast presents... Year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Handsome, Kevin Rogue. Over there we got... Handsome, Kevin Rogue. Tonight... Or today, whenever you're listening to this, we're covering <laughs> WCW CN. CN. Gonna have some CN. Gonna get in there. Gonna make some. Gonna get some CN in. Not cinnamon. I'm talking about CN. 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 So, what's your favorite CN? I like them all. I like to CN. <laughs> <laughs> so CN is replaced and sold out, which makes sense because the NWO has been nowhere to be found at all this season. Yeah. I mean, don't turn your back on the Wolf Pack. We hear that once in a while. That's about as far as it gets. Pretty much. Pretty much. So this son of a bitch takes place January 14th, 2001, live from the Conseco Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's about 6,600 in attendance with about 80,000 pay-per-view buys. Up quite a bit from Starcade. I'd say that seems like uh, quite a bit better than it's been. Maybe the, maybe the Nature Boy's got the ship going in the right direction. Oh, come on. You know that he does. If they're featuring him finally in a, in a matter in which they should and not just, you know, fucking blowing Rusey, then yeah, I think that there's some, there's some possibilities. I haven't seen Rusey in a while. I kind of miss him. Do you miss him? Well, it was a nice guest spot every once in a okay, while. Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to put this into perspective because those aren't bad numbers for WCW this season. But this is Not during the great wrestling boom of the uh, around the turn of the century. Royal Rumble took place later on uh, the next week and sold about six hundred twenty-five thousand pay-per-view buys. Oh, wow. Almost, almost an eight hundred percent advantage. My man. In the business department. 
But uh, since our last show, two nitros and a thunder were recap episodes with no matches or live show. Yeah, I think they were preempted though, weren't they? I think so because it was the holiday. Yeah, there's something going on there. So they probably couldn't they couldn't bump a Christmas story from TNT's 24 hour run. <laughs> <laughs> However, one of the one of the nitros, I think it was right before the nitro, right before this pay per view took place in Minneapolis. Oh yeah, huh? Featured the, in, the insiders. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember being there either. So it was a hazy wasn't. time. But, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but on that card, the insiders took on the Natural Born Thrillers in a Minnesota Massacre match. Wonder what that means. I was hoping you knew because the rules aren't clear. Right, and you'd think, you know, being from Minnesota, there, there'd be, a, I would be somewhat aware, at least, of what a, a Minnesota massacre may be, but I do not. Have you ever seen it on a card? No, no, I have not. You'd think that would be an obvious, like, regional battle, right? Right. And you would think if it's a Minnesota, you would have Minnesota guys in the Minnesota massacre. Well, this was in Minnesota. Right, but you would think that the participants, some of the, at least one of the participants of the match would be from Minnesota. Otherwise, you're just slapping a name on a match. Well, maybe Palumbo's from Minnesota. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he is. Well, Goldberg, he's been working on his streak. Remember, he needs to exceed his 177-0 streak to get, a, get himself a world title mm-hmm. shot. And if he loses, he's out of the company. Tonight, he's going to be teaming up with Sarge from the power plant, taking on Totally Buff. Uh, Sarge, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, pretty much. We'll be be getting to him later. Uh, So another quick thing. Last week on Thunder, the Minger defeated Crowbar in a chair on a pole match. All right. So they didn't bother with the tagline for the CN pay-per-view, and that's that's just as well. You know, I think CN... Speaks right. for itself. Cian kind of gets it done. Uh, what did you think of the? What did you think about the open? So the open had like chants, right? And there was like yeah. a list of all the Cians, right? I mean, it was a it was an odd choice. Yeah, and I think I'm that, okay with it. I suppose. Now that I'm thinking of it, uh, the only ones that I ever remember off the top of my head. Are probably going to be my favorites now because that's uh, just sloth and lust. <laughs> they go hand in hand for sure. Right? Well, uh, isn't uh, like uh, glutton? Isn't that one of them? Glutton's one of them. Envy, yeah. pride. Yeah. Okay. Avarice, which is a like an obsession with money. Yeah, yeah, I know what avarice is. Uh, wrath. Oh, I think wrath might be on the show actually. Yeah, look at that. And yeah. lust, of course. Yeah. I think yeah, that covers most of them. Yeah, good. So Tony welcomes us, and I think it's just he and Scott Hudson this time. Yep. Do you prefer the two guys in the booth or these two guys with Mark Madden? That's a really tough one to call. Because these two guys together don't do shit for me. They don't say anything fucking interesting the entire time. They're just two good guy announcers, and that's not to, uh, no disrespect for, to Tony, right? I like Tony. But when you you don't have anything to play off of, you you both have the same perspective. It's like you know listening to two guys cheer their their favorite ball team together. 
there's nothing interesting that gets said. Like, yeah, I hope we win. Yeah, I hope we win too. Well, fuck you. I don't care then. It doesn't give me, I need a little bit of contrast in my booth. So I hate to say it, but Madden might be necessary in this, in this situation. <laughs> I mean, as long as I can remember back, there's always been a strong, at least one strong color guy in the booth. Yeah. Prior to just everything falling apart this year. Mm-hmm. Whether you got Bobby, Dusty, Jesse. But yeah, at least Madden was ridiculous, but maybe it was his call that this is one of the greatest arcades ever. You think that that's what did him in? They finally pulled the plug on him. Good. Um, Moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> moment of silence well starting this sucker off you see shannon moore in the back he's wish, wishing sugar shane good luck and the future hurricane will be having his first singles match on pay-per-view so if you'll remember last month these two guys both grabbed that title contract shot and took a bump off of that uh that fortress of ladders that they built yeah i remember and then the two of them faced off to see who would be the number one contender, and Sugar Shane was the victor. So, so Shane comes down. He's got a new. He's got new music. I don't know if it's a, if it's a different hit single that they released. The count. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, he comes down to new music. That was that was fine. But I do want to ask you. You notice this? Well. The set, obviously, is the same, because it's always the fucking same, because they just love to disappoint me. But the ring? You notice the ring? Oh, yeah. Black turnbuckles, black ropes, red and black apron. It's 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 different. There's no color to it. Maybe it's the color of sin. Oh, gotcha. Black and red is the color of sin. If you're gonna be seeing, you're gonna be wearing. You're gonna be wearing black and red because that's how you see. You see in black and red. You think that's what it is? I don't know, man. I, I watched it and it was to me. It, it looked a little bit too similar to to a night or not a nitro a raw. I mean, raw the, the black and the red, right? So you have the black mm. ropes and all that kind of stuff. So a little too. <laughs> Lots of sin on raw. Yeah, there was a lot of sitting on raw, but <laughs> it was it was it was different. I actually didn't mind the apron. It was it was different, but it, I couldn't nail down if it was different in a good way or if it was different in a bad way or if it was just one of those different to be different type of things. But the presentation was a little bit different. Just give me a new fucking set. So the apron just says WCW on it. Yeah, WCW.com. But, but it also on the sides of it says sealed. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's a CN on it. CN. WCWCN. So we got Chavo Guerrero defending against Sugar Shane Helms here. This match, good match. Good, fu- good fucking match, man. <laughs> this and this it, this is funny because we're getting to like the last couple of episodes that we're going to do on this uh, this run of episodes. This might be the best match we've seen, and it's not even close. It this kinda- is a yeah, cut you off there. Let me talk. All right, listen to me. By all means, take her away. I'm taking her away, and I'm giving it to her twice. So, this match is extremely, extremely well worked. Chavo looked great. Helms looked great. You would have think that they've been working together like exclusively for a year for how well they flowed together. 
It's just the chemistry was perfect. You know, I always say, like, I can tell, you know, if I'm making uh, not a lot of, of notes, I'm fucking completely into the match. Uh, I have about three notes on this match. And one of them is just simply, this is a good fucking match. This was very enjoyable to watch. There wasn't outside interference. There wasn't fucking cheating. And there was, this was just a straight wrestling match, man. And I was fucking hard the entire time. Man, if Sugar Shane Helms was a character, you know, if he would have come around a couple years earlier, if he was a character in one of those vintage WCW games, yeah, he might have been my favorite character. His move set really Unique. caught me off guard. Um, yeah. He hit like a go to sleep type of maneuver, right? He had him in an F five and then dropped him on his knee. Mm-hmm. He had the vertebraker. Yeah, what do you think of that bad boy? <laughs> Looks like it hurts. I was going to say, it's, uh, I mean, that's not one of those moves that when you come over, I'll put you on it because I'm per, I'm pretty sure I'd give you the draws treatment if, if, if I gave that move to you. It's pretty much an unprettier type of move that Christian was doing, right? Where he, you know, wraps him up behind him and. Well, he lifts him up. So we're talking about the same move as finish. The, I'm talking about the vertebraker. I might be getting my moves mixed up. What are you? T- what are you? What are we talking about here? His finisher is the night nightmare on Helm Street, right? Where he he wraps his arms, picks them up, and essentially drops them on his his head. Or was that not his finish? Lots of high impact moves. Like like I was saying, he would have been my favorite video game character because he had several like finishing moves. Right? Okay. Yeah. I might. I'm, looks like I'm getting mixed up. Suck me sideways. I mean, so that nightmare on Helm Street does not put away Chavo. So, Helms goes for it again. Chavo gets out of it. It's a tornado DDT. And then there's a pretty sweet exchange at the end. But Chavo connects with the Brain Buster ultimately to get the victory. Real good contest. Yeah, they were flowing beautifully into that finish, too. It was counter after counter after counter. It all flowed together. Brain Buster, not as good as Coco's Brain Buster, but a pretty good-looking Brain Buster. Pretty good. For Chava to win. I'm still kind of crossed up on that unprettier situation, though. What are you talking about unprettier? The unprettier. I know what the unprettier is. You don't think it's the same move? I thought I thought what we're talking about, right? He wraps his arms, right? right? Lifts him up. Him. He lifts him up, and then the other guy, right, is like in an inverted six standing sixty nine er, and then he drops him down on his, you know, on his neck. Are you, is the guy behind you or, or in front of you? Behind you. I think that's, that's why it's inverted. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We talking about the same move? You think? I think we're talking about the same move. I, I, I think. <laughs> so we, <laughs> so we agree. Nope. I think we're saying the same thing. <laughs> Crowd was up, was up for this one. Great well, op- the- opening contest. It's nice to see something that's not just a you know three way tag team dance. And that's the thing, man. You gave them a quality wrestling match, and the fans were up for it. 
Yeah. How much bullshit have we watched where it's just shit flying around the ring and nobody gives a shit? You gave them a good, clean, quality wrestling match, and the fans enjoyed it. But we've gotten all the shit this year, man. I'm gonna, yeah, you're right. But that uh, that was an A plus match, man. That was an A plus match. Oh, we, Tony talks about Goldberg's match later on. He teams up with Dwayne Bruce, the Sarge. So Goldberg doesn't got to get beat to get kicked out of the company, which is the kind of caveat deal of that one. They also talk about the four-way dance for the title and wonder who the fourth man might be. Who's the fourth man? I think he's in the back. CNN. So this fourth man's been showing up. He's got a uh, costume. <laughs> he does. <laughs> sort of laparca ish what, what do you think of the mystery man's costume it's i don't like it it's weird as fuck it's like it's it's like friday the 13th kind of a mask and he's wearing like this black straight jacket that's not a straight jacket and it's bad man it's just it's super it's super bad well, then we get sent to the back with Tanay, and he's with the i guess he's the acting ceo the nature boy rick flair he's scooping with nature Woo! I kind of missed today. You want him in the booth? I'd take him in the booth, sure. Oh, man, you would, you sick freak. Just add add a little something to the... Something to the goulash there in the booth. (laughs) It really sounds like you want to plow today. (laughs) You take him in the booth, give him a little goulash in the booth. (laughs) You are. You're taking the sin and overboard here, man. (laughs) Today's hoping to get to the bottom of this mystery man situation. Rick was shown earlier today getting out of his limo. He says the time isn't right to reveal the identity of the mystery man. But he's going to rock Scott Steiner's world, whoever it is. Yeah. What do you think of this? You think he's a, it's a freak? That's a pretty big freak, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a big freak. Built like a, big... a battle axe, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Built <laughs> like a battle axe. Little big rig Betty. <laughs> All right, then we get Gene, maybe the MVP of the season so far. He's in the back with the Babalukes ahead of Vito's match with Reno. I guess Johnny the Bull's not allowed at ringside. He just says, whatever. That's kind whatever. of his deal. That's all he says. Vito says he's always on top, which is hilarious. Vito says, he's talking to Reno here, you took away my car, and you took away my girl. So I'm confused here. Wasn't Marie their sister? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, uh, maybe they're Vito from, says, like... Vito says she wasn't worth it. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is you a think brother, it's, uh, What do you think's happening here? Uh... <laughs> Maybe they're from the hills of Italy. Maybe that <laughs> they're from from hill country, or you know, maybe maybe his uh, sister's one of the honeys. I I, I don't know. It was, I was I was a little confused myself. This one's got uh, sin written written all over it in many ways. Because I'm 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 pretty sure that you. Yeah, that's just unacceptable. There's no real way to cut around cut around that. Like. I thought it was his sister too, and then now it's not his sister because it was his sister last pay per view, and now it's his. Now she's his woman. Did they do a storyline where like 
Is it like, uh, you know, those stepsister videos? And you think it's one of those type of things? Well, you now think she going- maybe got stuck in a dryer? <laughs> Now we're saying that Reno and Vito are brothers. Yes, now they're brothers. Right. So wait. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> so but uh, this is so fucking confusing to me now. So they were brothers and Marie was the sister. But then it turned out that that Reno <laughs> stole Vito's girl, which is also Vito's sister, but that also be Reno's sister if they were brothers. Right? What if we're yeah? What if we're talking a step or a half situation, right? Say Vito, Vito and Reno are brothers, right? And okay. let's say Vito's half sister is this gal, okay? But she doesn't share any parents with Reno. What about Vito? Well, if Vito, she's a half yeah. If she's a half sister. She has to. She has to share genes with one of the brothers. So, and I'm, from from what I'm understanding, you think she's getting it from both of them? I think she's got some DNA on her hands. Yeah. Oh man, I just don't know what the like. What's the setup here? <laughs> any way you cut it, like any way you look at it, somebody's fucking their sister. <laughs> <laughs> intriguing storyline for sure. No, not yeah, we, intriguing. We haven't got the match yet. We're just trying to figure it out. Well, it's confusing. So Vito's out first. He's got a stick that kind of looks like a giant lightsaber that you would buy at a Walmart. Yeah, a little bit. They get sent back in time to last month's show when it was revealed that Reno had paid off Chronic to do his older, do in his older brother. That was that. Uh, that was, that was post sauna. But I pay, pay you to do my older brother. <laughs> it's okay. We've already all been banging the sisters. <laughs> Maybe that's why it was a special job for Chronic. This family is all kinds of fucked up. We don't care what we get paid. We just need to eliminate. (laughs) Tony says, look at Reno's chest. I mean, got a big chest. Good for him. (laughs) Cool. Just look at it. Glistening. I don't like that ponytail he's got. Yeah, you know, you could probably shave. Uh, you got to get a long mane there. You could probably shave one of those into your head. I could, but I never would. What if somebody paid you to? What kind of money are we talking? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking in my head here. What do you think? Like, uh, like two months rent? I would do it for ten thousand. That's not two months rent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I'm living up at the penthouse, it is. Well, I'm just thinking, like, I'm just, no, golly. That is not two months' rent for a penthouse. That's that's much, much more for the penthouse. This is five I, years' worth of hair, player. I know. I understand how much hair it's worth uh, of time to you. But at the same time, you didn't really do anything. You just grow it, right? It'll grow back. <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking, like, if you offered me, you're going to pay my mortgage for two months? I'll shave. I'll get a Reno ponytail on my head. I give a fuck. I ain't doing the Reno. You had a reverse Reno. You remember I did that? Have a, I did have a reverse Reno at one time in my life. Uh, uh, this 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 guy. Yeah, I had the thing in the front there. I had the Reno in the front. He's got the Reno in the back. We had a buddy uh, who had kind of a Reno on the side. Or was that a front one oh, as well? Oh, yeah, that was a front side one. He had a front side Reno. Yeah. So yeah. it is a thing. It's not he's not special. But I'm not I'm not doing a Reno for 
I don't think less than 10, 10K. God, I think you're being selfish. Oh, they say that Reno spent some time in the big house, and that's where he learned how to fight. And then, I mean, we get some we get some back and forth business. Reno goes for the roll of the dice. Vito counters with the Northern Light Suplex. Goes for the DDT. Gets countered with the T Bone. And then Reno gets the roll of the dice for the win. They're making up this roll of the dice hold. They're making it seem like a big deal. I'm not a huge fan of it. You don't like it, huh? You like it? I mean. Yeah, when it when he showed up, that was like he he was the only one doing that move when he showed up, and it was pretty sweet to see him do it. I was like, you know, I was it was a special, it was a new move. It was pretty cool to see. Uh, you you glazed right over my favorite spot in the match. Uh, Vino or Vino, I'm just gonna mix them together now. Uh, Vito hit a, a sweet ass top rope elbow, and they called it the Vito special. Oh yeah. The old Vito special. I thought that was nice. Uh, fans were into this match. I was into this match. And it was one of the things that I thought about while I was watching it. Because I, I was generally, after that first match, I was kind of pumped. And then the second match, I'm getting another good straight wrestling match. No bullshit. The fans. The fans were into this match. So it it kind of shows you right there. Like you give, you, give them a, don't, you don't need all the fucking, all that other extracurricular stuff, man. Like, if you give a good wrestling match followed by a good wrestling match, because realistically, this story doesn't do it a lot for me, right? This this love triangle of siblings doesn't really, that's not for me. No, right? no. But the fans were into the match. And I was right. like, man, is it because you already gave me one good pure wrestling match? Now I'm looking forward to this match, and it's another good pure wrestling match? Two matches in, this is the best card we've seen so far. This is uncharted territory. Right, they're they're giving us good wrestling. They're doing something different. See if they see if they can keep it going for a little bit here. We get sent to the back where Crush and Mike Sanders are in a dimly lit area. Crush has been hanging out in some pretty prov- provocative backstage lo- locations lately. Yeah, looking for a franchise, I'm sure. Probably looking for a franchise. Sanders says that he still calls the shots. Crush says you better check your tone, tough guy. And Sanders gives him an envelope of money. And then Wrath, one of the Seans, appears with a big stack of money of his own. He's got a stack that's bigger than Crush's. Guys are just rolling in the dough here, so keep a a lookout for them. All right, I'll keep my eye peeled. Next up, we got a match that wasn't advertised, they say. Got the Young Dragons taking on what might be your tag team of the year, Evan Courageous and Jamie Noble. <laughs> it might be, man. I, I, I'm re- they really grow on me. I think they should give more mic time. But, yeah, I, unannounced match. It's a tag match with these, these characters. It's nice to see a straight tag match with these guys. Uh, always going to be happy to see uh, Evan with his honeys. The honeys. With the, you know, I play a little quarterback, North Cack, I like with the honeys. And Jamie Noble, you know? You don't do a Jamie Noble, do you? I don't got a Jamie Noble. <laughs> you don't have a Jamie Noble. <laughs> Was that your Jamie Noble? 
That was funny. Uh, I'll, I'll work on it, man. Yeah, yeah you got to work on it. You just got to flow with it. Like, well, I I think he fucked my sister. <laughs> that, that, that damn rascal, Evan Courageous, I, he's talking about his honeys. I think his honeys, is, one is my sister. He's got my sister's his honey. Not like Maria. We don't do that in my family. All sorts of family business here early yeah. on in the card. I mean, uh, you get, uh, what do you, meow, what do you got there, man? Meow, right? Meow's out. And this is how, in my head, <laughs> yeah. meow. This is how I, this is how I think I knew that WCW is maybe trying to hit the reset button. Because you saw Meow come out, and did you see what she was wearing? Was she wearing the bondage gear again? No. She was not, and she was wearing a lot more clothes than we have seen in the past. So that tells me that they're trying to change it up a little bit, right? Trying to maybe get back to back to its roots. Uh, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. I kind of miss the provocative of clothing of, uh, of uh, meow, but yeah, she, the, yeah, give me some seeing clothes. Take that. Take a, let's, take a, let's take a clothes off. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm ready for some sea. Yeah, I'm ready. I got a sea, and you got to take your clothes off to see. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm talking about sloth. We're just going to sit around naked, <laughs> lay around, and eat a <laughs> eat a stack of sandwiches on the couch, naked, seeing. <laughs> but doesn't that make sense, though, man? It tells you right there. They're trying, right? They're trying. Right, right. Right. It- and it was a good call to break this business up, right? We had a cruiserweight title match yeah. first, mm-hmm. and then we get a just a, a good tag team match here. Yes. We see the the Dragons, they love doing their synchronized flippy guy moves. That's kind of their calling card. However, the guys from North Kakalaki got some they got some good tag team maneuvers themselves. I I made note here of their Tag team combo suplex leg drop. Yeah, I don't know where where in the where in the match it came in, but uh, there was a like a gorilla lift, and Noble dropped him into or not Noble Courageous dropped him into a spinning spine buster. Oh yeah, that that was impressive. That was good. In the middle of my notes here, I wrote down card of the year, three matches in. It's got to be. They would have to do something real shitty to to ruin it from here, right? Right. And then Evan follows that up. These three count guys, they're the real deal. He follows it up with a big springboard crossbody to the outside as Jamie Noble goes for a hurricane rana that gets reversed into a power bomb from the top. So there's, you know, there's action everywhere, but it's instead of having six guys, you got four guys. So it's. It's a little bit contained, and yeah, it's easier to watch. And you know what I like? You know what I liked? They did all this crazy stuff in this match. I liked the finish. The finish to me was perfectly fine for this. Yeah, we should lead up to the finish here. I don't. How did how did that exactly? Because Ek was he was on a roll. He hits a neck breaker that lands a. Just a perfect 450. Yeah. Just gets 
gets broken up. Noble hits a big tombstone. That gets broken up. And then how do the, the dragons win this one, don't they? With a cradle. Oh, yeah. Clean. Clean fucking yeah. cradle to win, man. Surprising, right? Surprising that the match would end that way. It was a clean finish. It worked out great. Meow gave it the thumbs down, but I thought I thought it was probably thumbs up. Is that three clean finishes in a row? Yeah, we have not seen that so far this year. Man. I don't think we've seen three clean finishes on one card so far this year. So that was this is very refreshing. This card is 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 really I mean, I've been hating watching this shit. It's been very hard to do. But so far, this card, fucking awesome, man. Fun. Fun, good stuff so far. Uh, was it Evan and uh, Noble attack afterwards? Yeah, they're not pleased. Nah, it's all right. Scotty Hudson be. makes a good call. He tells us, now that was wrestling. Yeah, sure I mean, it was. It was, man. They, they're doing a good job on this card. <laughs> you said to the back, another candidate for team of the year oh. totally buffed to arrive in this fucking old school bright purple car yeah what they call that's a hot rod and they admire each other's muscles and exchange some fist bumps yeah but did you pick up a uh, lex did you were you did you key in on lex at all i mean they're talking about the plan for the night is yeah. uh what do you got he can't help but keep on calling Buff Daddy O. <laughs> he calls Buff Daddy O. I, I swear it's five times. I might be overstating, but it's enough where, I mean, you hear somebody say Daddy O once, you're like, yeah, whatever, fine. Daddy O, cool. Awesome. What is this fucking American graffiti, you assholes? No, it's not. This is WCWC. Uh, but then he says Daddy O, and he goes, yeah, that's right, Daddy O. They talk about plan, you know, the, the backup plan and, and how they're going to get him. Yeah, Daddy-O! God, Lex is such a fucking bag of goddamn tools. Seeing. Seeing, Daddy-O. <laughs> Next up, we got Ernest Miller taking on Mike Sanders, and I believe this is for the commissionership, huh? Yeah. So there's a rematch of that kickboxing match, which you hated from Halloween Havoc. You hated it, too. I didn't like it either. You had an especial, a, a special loathing for that one, I remember, though. Yeah. So Sanders won that one by a countout. So he's got the mic. He calls the people from Indiana cheese whiz sucking trailer park trash. <laughs> cheese whiz sucking trailer park trash. I mean, standard heel fodder, right? But he, he pulls it off. He could do, he could do a mic. It's it's funny, man. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this: there is absolutely no nutritional value in cheese whiz. No, <laughs> no sir. It's, no, it's just got it's got a little calcium, but that's about it. So Miss Jones is on the line versus above averages commissionership. So this is another one of those. I think her services are available to the winner. Is that what we're doing here? No. No, 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 no. Just the commissionership. I Not thought, Miss Jones. I, I thought it was a tit for tat, but. Uh, no, 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 no. Winner is the commish. Miss Jones doesn't just go with the commish. We'll see about that. You know, you, you damn right we will. So, I mean, the crowd's into this one, too. We got yeah, several cat signs. 
And I, that's I, a big I was, time pace at this time, I guess. Shit. Yeah. Well, let's not get. That's. I mean, big time is is relative. But I was having fun with this match. I was having fun with this card, and then, and then they kind of reverted back to their old ways a little bit. Miss Jones kicks old Mike, Mikey S, and we get no DQ. And then it really starts falling the, the hell apart. You like when the Hulk, when the the cat does a, a Hulk it up and he dances. You know what? Not bad. I mean, it's I don't love good. it, but it's not bad. So yeah, Miss Jones, they're battling on the outside. Sanders goes for a chair. She gets involved again, grabs the chair, chases him around the ring with the chair. It's kind of a funny visual. Thrillers come out there, put the boots to the cat, and Chronic comes out to even the score. And you're going to take special offense to the end of this one. Um, Brian Clark is shoving some money in Mike Sanders' mouth. Yeah, he is. I'm guessing it's not real money, but knowing how WCW just threw it away, I wouldn't be surprised. But <laughs> did you see that wad? What are you doing? I saw the wad, and I looked at it. I didn't pause it because I was looking at it. It didn't look like real money. So I'm, I thought they were all about the money, man. Yeah, but it it looks like prop money. You think Sanders gave him fake money, and they were? They were that's why they were mad. Over. They were like, "Oh, this that this would is make sense. this isn't real." I tried to get a Kit Kat out of the vending machine. <laughs> that's that makes sense, right? Yeah, it could be. It could be. You ever try ever try pay for a Kit Kat with a hundred in a vending machine? No, I have not. Have a lot you? of change back, man. That would be a lot of change back. You're right. <laughs> I bought a, uh, I bought a couple cookies with the fifty yesterday, though. You bought a couple cookies with a fifty. Man, quick side note here. Yeah, hit me. So I'm at the gas station and I got a fifty. Yeah, I get a couple of cookies and I want to get some gas, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to communicate this with the teller who is not understanding what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, let's just perform two transactions then. Right. Because I wanted like 25 bucks back and the cashier, God bless her soul. She's like, no, we don't do no cash back. I'm like, okay, well, here's 50 for this cookie. And then I just paid what I was going to pay for gas anyways. Right. So Right. Okay. Weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's that kids man but kids i mean so i guess this is a feel-good story right but i mean who's who's really feeling good are you feeling good they're they're breaking up they're breaking up the the clean slate that they had going here no i was having a lot of fun watching this card i was having a lot of fun with this matchup until it it kind of they kind of reverted back to their old ways i don't like that I don't like all the extracurricular garbage. I think they could have just went out and had a decent match. If you wanted to have Chronic get involved, that's fine. But you don't need the thrillers come out, and then Chronic comes out, and Jones is involved, and all that other kind of stuff. Scale it back a little bit. Scale it back. Have Chronic come out. Have them do their deal. Have them help Cat win. That's fine. Uh, It was was okay. There was... uh, the one thing that kind of bothered me was when old, old Mike's got all the money in his mouth and Cat kicks him and the money goes flying. It just seemed a little bit too cartoony for me. 
Right. You know what I mean? It was just a little bit over the top for me. Like, first of all, you're not just going to stand there holding money in your mouth, right? Your natural instinct is not to just <laughs> hold it in your mouth, right? Right. Like, it doesn't matter what you don't shove a bunch of, if you shoved a bunch of paper in your mouth, your natural instinct is to fucking spit the fucking paper out. And here's Mike, like, holding the money in his mouth. And I get it. It was for the shot. But it was it was a little much for me. But the money was, shot. Yeah. Ooh, hey, he, he, that's what you hold in your mouth, you slut. So uh, that is, I mean, Cat wins. I'm fine with it. Cat seem, people seem to like Cat. It's the new commissioner. Somebody call his mama. Somebody call my mama. Mama. Oh, he gets sent to the back. And the Nature Boy and Goldberg are reviewing the footage from when Package and Buff arrived earlier. <laughs> Nature Boy says, you're going to make this an ODQ match. And he introduces <laughs> Bill to some kid and his dad. Signs of no, Goldberg, no, no. merch, and gets his picture taken. It was, it was, so first of all, they're watching this footage and you could hear Lex Luger on the footage calling Buff Daddy-O. And I, I just about, I just about punched myself in the nads for some relief. And then, <laughs> and then, and then uh, Rick says, this is my old friend. This is my old friend and brought his son. I want him to sign some autographs. So Nate introduces him, uh, Bill, to uh, his old friend and his old friend's son, and they sign the autograph, and away they go. Takes the picture, right? Which seems completely unnecessary. They're planting seeds, man. I think they are, but that's it was completely unnecessary. Eugene in the back, Double J ahead of his four-way match for the title later on. <laughs> Listen here, you Jurassic slap nut. <laughs> you can put anything in front of slap nut it always makes it fun he says that gene's gonna be wearing a guitar around his little bald head if he does watch his mouth <laughs> you guitar wearing slap nut <laughs> <laughs> so instead of talking about oh he's gonna win that world title later he pretty much just promos on gene <laughs> he's gonna send him to a retirement home it's good stuff that is good stuff Next up, this is a this is a unique encounter we got. We got a penalty box match in which Team Canada will take on the Filthy Animals with Hacksaw Jim Duggan being the official who gets to send people to the penalty box when they break the rules. What do you think about this idea? So you called it unique, which is about as nice of a term as you could call it. I think this is horrible. You don't you don't like that. I don't think there's any no, I don't think that there's any any good stuff can come from this match. So no. if if we got like the whole fact like somebody hits somebody with the chair, you don't like throwing them into the penalty box? Well, you can't DQ them? I don't think I don't think so. So then it's a no DQ match, but you have a penalty box? Well, let's just see what happens, man. Right. Well, that's that's the confusing part. And and Hack gets on the mic. And it takes about 15 minutes to explain what the rules of the match are. And if it takes you that long to explain the match, the match concept is probably junk. Uh, I did want to ask you, though, what is what is Hacksaw's entrance theme? I'm not sure. I you know, know a, lot of, a lot of these entrance themes were overdubbed. Right, 
but it's uh yeah, it's like the hail to the chief deal USA Yeah man so that's a big USA chant That song's kind of a banger yeah Oh it's an all-time classic It's not as good as the British Bulldogs theme but I think it's comparable. Right. That's like America's version. It kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. I don't know. I don't know what the song is, but if there was like a, like I could go for like, I go for that song, man. I could listen to that song. You take that or you take Oh Canada. Well, Oh boy. That's a tough one. Now does Oh Canada have a kind of an upbeat banger like that at all? Because really, all we know is O Canada, right? Right. No, I I know how the fucking song goes, man. I love the song. I love Canada, but what I'm saying is, is there is there another song that would be comparable? Because this is uh, this is not like the national anthem hack song, right? That's not the national anthem. Right. This is a song that we associate with the states. Is there a song that's associated with Canada that is also a banger like this. You think Farmer's Daughter did anything banging? Maybe like Tom Sawyer by Rush. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, or The Working Man. That's why they call me The Working Man. Yeah, okay. Man, is, is, are they like, yeah, is, is that, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I know we got, we got Canadian listeners out there. Uh, hey, Canadian listeners, tell me if there's a banger. Canadian style banger. I bet there is. There's got to be one, man, and I, I want to know. So Mike Awesome is now a man, member of Team Canada. I mean, is he from Florida? He, I think he is. He enhances the team, but yeah, he, he must have lost a. Must have been like a hacksaw type of situation. Or a citizenship match. <laughs> citizenship <laughs> on a pole match. On a pole, yeah, yeah. of course. So Storm gets on the mic. He talks about the penalty box and tells us all to rise for the national anthem. Still works. So out of the four people in Team Canada, Storm is the only one actually from Canada. Really? Penzer gives wait, the mic. Wait, wait, wait. T- so Florida, Awesome's Florida. S- Skipper is, is he like Georgia? Yeah, he's not Canada. Guns ain't Canada either. Guns is well, she's a she's a naughty girl is what she is. I don't know where she's from, but I think Elix is uh pretty sure Elix is a Georgia man. She is from Sacramento, California. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, she's been known to do a whole bunch of seeing. Yeah, she's uh she's a kind of lady that likes to see in. She's it's from in <laughs> <laughs> Works in the CN business. <laughs> and business is good. <laughs> so Duggan, like you said, he's got a long-winded uh, way to explain that this is going to be a six-man tag match. One vol to the finish. Double teaming, low blows, outside interference, striking the ref. Any of this stuff will get you sent to that penalty box. And the opposing team will have the power play advantage. Which so can I explain to you one thing that right away um, 
if it's still a, a standard tag match, there's no real advantage if it's a three on three matchup. I mean, you get, and they, they play it out where there is like multiple guys in the box at one time, but still it's just a one-on-one in the match the entire time, right? It's still just a one-on-one until you tag, right? Just three on three, but two legal competitors at any one given time. So the advantage is not really much. It's a unique idea. You like this, don't you? I, it ain't, ain't a bad idea, man. Yes, always, I'm learning a lot about you right now. How do you like this? I mean, so the primetime players, they interfere. Duggan sends them to the box. We're not sure how long they're in there for. That's one of the holes of this thing. One of. <laughs> what? How long do you think you get in the box for a low blow? I mean, if if they're trying to play off of a, like a hockey type thing, it's a minimum two minutes, and then just like interfering in the match, two minutes, two minutes. But they go one minute, and there's supposed to be some light on top of the penalty box that's supposed to go off to let them out. At one point, you have Elix and Mike both in the box. Mike clearly went in after, but they let them both get out of the box at the same time. Is there some battling in the box? Well, I mean, Guns and Tigress, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Filthies have an early three-on-one advantage. Kidman and Conan dish out some punishment. So Conan P-bombs Ray on top of Lance. That was all right. That's not bad. So uh, They do... Uh, there's one spot that I... So okay, maybe two spots in this match that I actually enjoyed. One, Elix does a sweet ass like. You remember how Tristratus used to do like the the Matrix backbridge stand up move? Oh yeah. So Elix does that, and as he's getting up, Conan catches him with the fucking reverse DDT and drops him slop drop style. Not bad, man. Not bad. Good counter. <laughs> And the only other part that I like was uh, when Hacksaw Jim Duggan Duggan cuts off Ray. Ray was going for a Bronco Buster, and Hack just steps in front of him and catches him like he's a baby. (laughs) It takes takes Mike Awesome about 10 minutes to actually get into the match. He spent most of the first part of the match in the penalty box, thrown in there on two separate occasions by Hack. So Kidman lands a nice move. He gets the baseball slide to Awesome's package, which I liked. <laughs> you liked Awesome's package, all right. Oh, baseball slide to the package. Oh, that, gotcha. should, that should get you in the booth, probably. Yeah. But Tigers hoses down, guns chest, and the ladies mix it up a little bit before they're both sent to the penalty box. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, not even, they're the not even they're not even in the fucking match. So it's the Cholo Conan taking on Team Canada at this stage. We get that big, awesome shoulder block from the top. Now both teams are back to full strength. Conan lands a nice mule kick to Lance's Nards. Kidman gets in there, does a number. Awesome gets put back in the box again. This is either the third or fourth time he's been in the box. You fucking love this match. I think this is very funny. 
Ray and Tiger's land Bronco Busters. <laughs> She's back in the box. Kevin lands a kid crusher on Storm, and Awesome gets out of the box just in time to break up the pin. And then Mike Awesome is Mysterio with a big-time Awesome bomb. Storm locks on the Maple Leaf. Kidman taps, and Team Canada is victorious. You love this match, and I think it's silly. Uh, there was some good action in the match. Don't get me wrong. There was, I mean, Landstorm still making everything look like a million bucks. Elix is is pretty damn rad. Cholo Conan, he might be a little bit past his prime here, but still enjoyable to watch. The the amount of the amount of BS really really took away from the the action that was in the match, and I didn't care for it. And it is also kind of rough to see somebody submit to a half crab, even though it's a Landstorm half crab. A half crab is not, you know, that was when he used to when he used to apply it from the you know shoot the guy off the ropes and kind of go down and roll through into the half crab. That made it more impactful and more kind of believable as a sub. But if it's just a boom standing half crab, doesn't do an awful lot for me. But yeah, Kidman taps a very very half ass tap by Kidman and. You know, hat calls for the bell. It's over, which is good by me because I thought this was a piece of shit match. Well, it started off strong, and now it's, according to you, it's on the decline. Yeah, I mean, right now we're three for five. That's still a passing grade. It's better than we've been so far. Danae's in the back again. Man, it's good to see him again with the thrillers, and Sanders says the chronic made the worst mistake of their lives. Chucky gets on the mic and says he'll own the business in five years. Oh, this is such a bad promo. What do you think of O'Hare, man? So this this <laughs> this promo was complete complete garbage. Um, for a second, I thought O'Hare was going to save it. Like O'Hare was bringing some real intensity, right? right. Like I was like, oh shit, here we go. O'Hare's got uh, he's got some he's got some promo chops. And then he lost me where he said, some people think I should be in jail. I think they're right. <laughs> that, that's where you lost me with it. That's where you lost me with the promo. Uh, but he did bring some good intensity. He just, the, the lines, the lines were bad. The intensity was good. The lines were bad. You get TDP and, and Nash just stretching. Yeah, they don't say shit. They just go, they're just stretching. Fuck it. Why, man? I don't. You just need to cut. They, they weren't even talking about like you know James Bond or anything. They were just stretching. They didn't say anything. They just stretched. They want us to know they're in the building. All right. I guess. Uh-huh. Sure. I missed the days when you know Goldberg was driving around the building with the monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> You don't miss that? Fucking listen to yourself right now. You miss Goldberg circling the arena like a shark <laughs> in a monster truck and the, the, the 1970s cop cars and the archers and the dribble shit. I thought it was a good moment, man. The, well, yeah, I mean, it was it was an entertaining moment for us. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep going here with the matter at hand. No, 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 we're, we're going to talk about that for another second here. <laughs> Would you rather have 
Goldberg being the, this intimidating as hell guy rolling around in the in the monster truck, you know, circling the arena, mm-hmm. or Goldberg signing an autograph for a kid. He's a good guy now. What's your point, man? That is that's my point, man. Whether I want to see him circle in a monster truck or not, I don't need another monster truck, right? I don't the WWE can't afford a monster truck right now. <laughs> that's a good call. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very strange that for the amount of hell you gave the Goldberg monster truck, that now you're like, man, I missed the Goldberg monster truck. I'll probably get you one, man. I'll get you a Goldberg like a matchbox. Oh, that'd be that'd be great, man. All right, I'll I'll keep my eyes peeled for the Goldberg monster truck. I even get you some knights in in uh, in armor and stuff like that to put out there. Build a scene. Yeah, we'll build a scene for you, man. A scene, a scene of scene, a scene, scene. Some scene. Next up, we got the hardcore title on the line: Terry Funk versus the Minger versus Crowbar. As far as a hardcore title match goes. These are the guys you want, probably. Three-way dance here. We get a video package with these guys battling in recent weeks. The Funker was dressed up as Santa Claus over the holidays. That's nice. The Minger stole the belt this past week. He's not the official champion, but he brings the belt out with him. Well, who's going to take it from him? <laughs> the Minger? Yeah. Me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gary Funk and Crowbar up to the challenge, though. Lots of trash can shots in this one. It, do, they, do they start out in the back? Yeah, they battle into the damn women's restroom pretty much right away. Daphne's screaming. It's unbearable. I don't yeah, like, I like Daphne, but like this screaming shit has got to go. It's just got to go. The funniest thing about her, though, her shirt. Did you notice what was on her shirt? What's your shirt say? It just says Daph. <laughs> and for, for all those listeners out there that don't know, Daph is also a uh, a slang term for, you know, uh, passing wind. <laughs> you know, flatulence. So her shirt just essentially said, it just said Daph on it. Two Fs. Just the way I were to spell it. I was like, oh, man, you, you daft? <laughs> her shirt might as well have said fart. <laughs> Man, speaking of that, <laughs> so I'm thinking that the task might have been behind this. Uh, that that women's restroom seems to be the place to be, right? Okay. Why nobody's in there but them? Well, you remember Task and Benoit battling out back there. I remember. And then we had fucking Vampiro. What happened to him? Where's Vampiro? He's, he's your pick for guy of the year. <laughs> uh, remember, he was battling somebody back women's bathroom. Yeah, I forget who it was, but he, uh, was it the demon, maybe? Was it the demon? Fit Finley. Fit Finley, yeah. One of them, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Fit. Uh, place to be, man. So, yeah, like I say, we get a lot of trash can blows. We get a spot where crowbar and the funker team up to just essentially pile tables on stop on top of the minger hudson says crowbar wants to get that cruiserweight title back <laughs> oops yeah close call close call scott 
I mean, we get Funker. He gets splashed through the table by the crowbar. Ming goes, gets himself some. You prefer Ming or a Haku? That's a tough one, man. I think I'd probably go with a Haku. But a Ming ain't bad. You know, I, I think he was never like a title guy. And I mean, he was he right. was uh, he was King Haku, of course, but he was never like a title guy. He's always an imposing force. I always be all scared of him. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough call. I think sometimes I just blend them into the same one. You know what I mean? So it doesn't really. There's no real difference to me. But I might right. take. I don't think about I might take a Ming because with the Ming you get the Barbarian and Ming and Barb was uh, that was a formidable team. Right. The. What are they, the Faces of Fear? Yeah. Yeah. Staples down in the dungeon. Hits a nice sidekick. Crowbar goes rolling down the ramp. We got Funker with the shovel now, and then we get a, uh, what do you think of this guardrail spot? Oh, fuck, man. You can't, you're going to go to the guardrail spot, but right before then, after they battle out of the, the restroom and all that, they put, uh, I think the Crow puts Terry on a damn table. Climbs up just like uh, the railing. You see, you know what I'm talking about. I said he splashed Funk through a table, but I didn't. That's oh, all I said. Gotcha, gotcha. And that was a big spot, man. You got a, you got a big spot that. So it goes up there, jumps off the. What would that be called? Part of the staging area. Yeah, he jumps off part of the staging area through the table. It looks kind of gnarly. The the table didn't break. So that's uh. That was surprising because that would be normally that's a table break situation. So they got they, they got themselves a sturdy there. That wasn't oopsie doops. The the guardrail spot that you were asking about, pretty cool. I, I was a little worried. Looked like it could hurt for sure. It collapsed right away. Just snapped. We got crowbar in the middle of a guardrail sandwich. Yeah. Daphne and the Dafter just, just <laughs> yelling and following the action. See, I thought you were laughing about your guardrail sandwich. That. And now you're talking about the Daft shirt. <laughs> oh, man. And then, well, Crowbar gets in the ring with the Funker, and he pilmanizes the Funker's leg with the chair a few times. That should be it, right? Yeah. The Funker shouldn't be able to stand. You're right. However, Minger... He's back from his nap on the outside. We get all three of these guys in the ring. Crowbar locks in a figure four. Minger goes to the top for a splash, hits it. Tony says that that's the first time Minger's ever been on the top rope. Follows it up with a nice pile driver. He hits another aerial maneuver. We're getting a new side of Haku here. However, he gets double teamed with chairs. Goes down. He goes down. The other guys fight amongst themselves. Funker takes a chair shot from Crowbar. Then Minger kicks the chair into Crowbar's face. Gets the tongue and death grip. He gets the pin with the tongue and death grip. Yeah. Tongue and death grip's a real badass. That's a badass hold, man. I really like that. Uh, fun, fun little situation here. You alluded to the Royal Rumble being within the week. You know who debuted at that or re debuted at that Royal Rumble? 
That was our new hardcore champion. <laughs> that was our new hardcore champion. And I think he took the belt with him because I don't think that the uh, the belt was ever seen again. <laughs> that'd, be yeah. a piece of, that'd be a piece of wrestling memorabilia to grab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the, yeah, he was the last hardcore champion in WCW. Yeah. Like, what so did they was, do? They're just like, he's just like, hey, I'm taking the belt, so good luck. <laughs> I bet somebody's got it. Well, I, yeah, of course, but I mean, I would think it'd be him because who's going to take it from him? But also, I think that spells an end for the hardcore division WCW, and I say good riddance. He was actually entrant number 29 in the Royal Rumble. Had a shot. Had a shot. We go to the back. We get the cat, Miss Jones, with the Nature Boy talking about change in WCW. So Flair says he's got his caviar, he's got his fancy champagne, and Cat wants some collard greens and some neck bone. Little Robin Leach uh, action there, champagne wishes and caviar dreams, and Cat uh, says he wants neck bones. I'm not quite sure what a neck bone is, uh, outside of like just you know a bone for your neck. I didn't realize people eat that, and then some collard greens, which is fine. Everybody has their own taste. Sends him home, and so we got the the question of. Uh, why would he send him home? And I think it's just you know enjoy the rest of the night. He had a he had a he had a big time match. He's the commissioner, and we got the the, the CEO there. CEO can hold down the ship. It'll be fine. Well, next we get Gene with Sid ahead of his match with Double J Steiner and the Mystery Man. <laughs> He's doing some of his whispering. I was gonna say it. He, he doesn't say anything at all. All he does is whisper. He says, "I'm the original." Madman of WCW. Sid Vicious, the original Madman. He doesn't sin because he's Sid. Sid doesn't sin. <laughs> and when I win the match, because I'm going to win because I'm Sid. And then he goes <laughs> and walks away. It was more like a Hugh Morris promo than anything. Mm. So I guess now that Hugh's uh Hugh is a uh, is erection, I think now he can kind of take back the whisper and laugh gimmick. Yeah, he says he's here for he's here for one reason. I'm here for one reason. I'm gonna choke slam everyone through the ring straight to hell. I'm gonna choke slam everybody. Yeah. I'm choke slamming everybody down. What's up? <laughs> Next up, we got a tag team title match. The insider taking on the perfect event. So there was a tag team battle royale on TV for a shot at the titles. The two teams of the thrillers co won the title shot. Not unlike two of three count getting a cruiserweight title shot. So we got Chucky O'Hare out there. What do you think of this feud? It's a Chucky O'Hare. Isn't it Chucky and O'Hare? Oh, I thought you said Chucky O'Hare. I was like, <laughs> you create new thrillers now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Jindrak. I like you O'Hare, get- too. I like O'Hare. Palumbo isn't, isn't bad. Uh, his, I think his best work comes a lot later than here, but right here, give me Jindrak, man. I'm a Jindracker. 
So Sanders comes out along with the rest of the thrillers, and he says he's going to make substitutions whenever necessary. <laughs> and the nature boy comes out with his security guys to remind Sanders he's no longer the commish. He says the rest of the thrillers need to get out of the staging area before they're fined and suspended. Yeah, you go now is what he says. You go now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like, that's that's a that's a dead air situation, Right. I think it's just Mike talking because Mike wants to talk. Tell Snash that he, you know, he coached him, and like any good coach, he can make a substitution whenever he wants. No, you can't. Not in any fucking tag team match in the history of tag team matches have they been like, oh man, well, I'm just going to substitute this guy out. You pin the illegal guy. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like you can't, you can't do that. I've never seen that. No. Yeah, exactly. And Nate just comes out and says, oh, that sounds like bullshit to me. Why don't all of you guys go to the back? It's, it's just, it's kind of silly to me. DDP starts it off against Chucky, nails one of them rock bottom like slams. Then former coach Kevin Nash gets in there, face off with O'Hare. Hudson says that O'Hare is on permanent explosion mode. What do you suppose that means? <laughs> Talk about seeing. <laughs> I mean, it sounds fantastic, but I I guarantee you that that. Uh, if if you're on permanent explosion mode, that's a lot of cleanup. I mean, you're going to have to call into work pretty consistently. It's just not going to work out. It's like, you know, sometimes like sneezing, like sneezing can be enjoyable, right? You never mind having a good sneeze every now and again. Right. But if you were constantly sneezing, same concept, right? So if you're, you know, you explode, right? That's good, right? You feel good. You feel like you just sealed. And then, but now you're on, you're on <laughs> permanent, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Look at him. Out. Who got me? <laughs> and sounds, who, <laughs> sounds like you've been there before. I have done my time. <laughs> it's a whole lot of sin is what you're saying. That's a little bit of sin, yeah. So Nash dominates the exchange with O'Hare early on until O'Hare does one of them things where he does a backflip, right? Yeah. And then he hits a big super kick. Thrillers double up on DDP and get an advantage. Hudson says that DDP doesn't know how to lose. Some good teamwork by the young fellas. Tony says DDP will swing at you even if he's falling into an open grave. Why would that matter? I don't know. Uh, that's just what he says, man. All right. Lumber goes for a tombstone. Tombstone, grave. Maybe there's something there. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Pagey reverses it into, into a tombstone of his own. Both guys are down. They both make the tag. Yeah, and then Nash comes storming in the ring, and t- t- Tony says, the giant is in. <laughs> and I just started <laughs> laughing because, you know, obviously, you know, he's a big man, so I understand calling him a giant, but... Shivani saying the giant is in you. Obviously, your mind goes straight to the Jai. So I was like, Nash is not the Jai. He's no Jai. He's a big sex, sure, but he's not a Jai. He's not the Jai. Man. So this one, there a little little chicanery going to be happening pretty soon here. Yeah. We got Luger. The fuck is he doing out there? 
comes out through the crowd and he's hiding. Yeah. Paige goes after Luger through the crowd. Security's trying to keep the thrillers from the staging area. And a guy with the wig shows up. Clock's big sexy. With a wrench. Turns out to be Buffy Bags. Did you... Two questions. One, did you expect the thrillers to win? Um... Oh, man. It seems like these the insiders have been facing some form of the thrillers every month. Right. Um, yeah, I guess, because the insiders won last time. Okay, gotcha. I'm with you. Uh, second thing, why does Buff Bagwell dress up in costume for this? Luger just comes out regular, and Buff Bagwell comes out wearing this weird-ass wig, dressed like a mechanic. That's another thing. Why a mechanic? Like, you swing at a wrench, sure. And whose idea was it like, well, if you're going to jump out of the crowd, you got to dress like a mechanic. Hit him with a wrench. There's no need for it. He could have just jumped out of the crowd, grabbed a chair, and been mm-hmm. done with it. So, and then he does this, like, rips the, the these, it's a big reveal. It's not a big reveal. His wig's off, like, pretty much uh, instantly. It, that part of it was pretty dumb to me. Oh, here, then it's the, what he calls the Shantan bomb. And he gets the one, two, three on big sex. We got new tag team champions. <laughs> it was after this. All right, stay with me now. It was after this that when they cut to Shivani and Hudson, standing behind, I believe it's Hudson's right shoulder, you see a guy that looks exactly like a young Buzz McAllister. Did you see Buzz McAllister? No. Oh, you didn't see him. Oh, it was a dead ringer. I was like, like I was trying in my head. I was like, wait a second. Buzz would have to be because see that movie came out in 1990. He was probably third, so Buzz would probably be in his early 20s at that point. So no, that couldn't be, actually be Buzz, but it could be like Buzz's son potentially. It's a dead ringer, man. It's a he, it's Buzz McAllister. It's hilarious. Talking about Home Alone, Kevin's. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's uh, older asshole, brother. Older yeah. brother. Well, I think he's just misunderstood. He told Kevin to pack toilet paper and water, which is good advice. Yeah, he's looking out for him. So, are Luger and Bagwell thrillers now? They seem See, like they would fit in with the group. Well, wait, no, why? Because they're guys that like to show off their their physiques. But the thrillers are young guys. Well, maybe they need some, you know, some tutelage from the total package. But weren't they trying to do that when Shane Douglas and Kevin Nash? Well, why why did, <laughs> why did Pegwell and Luger interfere? I don't know. Nobody knows. There's no need huh. for it. All right. All right. I mean, that Shantan bomb, it looks nice, but it looks like it's like very little impact. So, yeah. Big man uh, doing well, the swanton's always good. Not always good, but like it looks it looks more effective because it is a big man doing it. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. 
You get the thrillers in the bag with my guy Tanae again. They didn't ask for Buff's help, and they have plenty to celebrate tonight. They didn't have much to say. Yeah, Sean looks. He, Sean looks like he goes to try and take the mic from today, and today doesn't give it to him. <laughs> like not after last time, should be in jail, and I think they're right. <laughs> We're not giving him the mic again. Danae knows. Yeah. <laughs> Flair says that it's showtime, and he gets into his limo. He might be going to pick up that mystery opponent. Right. Do you think that that was maybe to throw people off the scent? Him saying it's showtime. That's Stinger's. That's Stinger's deal. Oh, yeah, it's Stinger's deal. Where, yeah. where is Stinger? Nobody knows. There's a lot of missing guys, so this mystery guy could be anybody. Yeah, it's true. Right. So there's a little bit of intrigue. Tell you what it's not going to be. Paul Orndorff. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I could. Next up, we got another first blood chain match. It's a first blood chain match on a pole. <laughs> That's how it's even said in the graphic. First blood chain on a pole match. But it's not on a pole. It's just dangling from the roof. And that's uh, that's one of those Andre the Giant with a jetpack things, because that, that sucker was way up there, man. Mm-hmm. So in this match, General Huge Erection is going to be defending that U.S. title against Shane Douglas. So the Douglas and Erection, they've been feuding lately. They're beefing ass out on this show, which is weird. I think that when uh, Sid was doing a promo, they beeped out hell, too. They did, yeah. There was a lot of editing. It's uh, Like I said, they're, they're kind of hitting the reset button. I got This is the most inconsistent period of time in wrestling ever. Yeah. It's random note there. This year's been all about the ass, whether it's been kicking it, wanting it, eating it, whatever, but not anymore. No. Got to get back to basics. So the franchisler gets on the mic, directs Rection's attention to that chain hanging above the ring. Still no Tori Wilson. That's a letdown, isn't it? Letdown in the pants. So Franchisler declares that come hell or high water, he's leaving with that U.S. title, even if he has to see it. Oh, man, even if he's got to see it, he's going to do it. He's going to see it. You think he's going to lost him? He's going to franchise him with the lustful seal. Oh, he implores you direction to come out and get his ass franchised. Yeah, I like that. I do like how, like, all of his promos, they start and they stop with the same line. Have you picked up on that? What do you mean? So, to open his promo, he always says, Cut the damn music! Or he says, well, this time he just said, cut the music. Right. Cut the music. And then he goes into his promo. And then he talks, he goes, come on down and get franchised. So he's got a structure. He's got a structure, yeah. I like it. That's good. Good to have a calling card, you know. Um, yeah. Back to Home Alone, the Wet Bandits. Yep, got to have a calling uh, card. Always left the faucets on. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh when they start the match, they have a referee, I don't know, Red Willie. I don't remember his name. <laughs> he goes over and they ask him to check franchise for a chain. 
And right. he either clearly had a chain in the front of his tights, or he's got the most horrible, uh, severe case of the bumpy dick that you've ever seen. Yeah, it needs some adjusting. Yeah. did you? I mean, you picked up on that, too, right? It was pretty clear. Well, the package is right there. I mean, right, come right. on. And the chain is, I mean, the chain, that's where I was going. Well, that's clearly a chain. Otherwise, he's... Uh, He's had some in some unhealthy sea on. I suspect sin is involved, dude. Okay, you think you're all right? I got you. I got you, man. Oh, I got okay, you. So this, this is a first blood chain match, but a chain isn't allowed. Thank you for making the point. <laughs> it's on my list of points because it, this this card started out so good. This card started out so promising, and ever since. The natural born thrillers got involved with my with with the cat. The card has just completely started to decline, all the way. They, now they did have a nice match with courageous and noble against the dragons, but it just kept on. It started to go completely back to the bullshit. If it is, if it's a first blood chain match, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You just got to make the guy bleed. That's it. That's how disqualification you don't win the match. Nope. No count out, no nope. submission, no, no surrender. <laughs> <laughs> no surrender. <laughs> so the first guy to bleed is the U.S. champion. Any yep. drop of blood will do, they say. Yeah. So Rexy keeps going for submission holds, and they rightfully call him out for that because, I mean, that was so fucking hilarious. He's got him. He's got him in an arm lock. And he was yelling at the ref to ask him. He tells him like over and over again, ask him, ask him. It's like, ask him what if he's fucking bleeding? Like what? So the franchisler, he kicks Rexion right in the asshole. Yeah. You get that? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, okay. All right. That is a, that is a classic dick kick from behind. But then I was like, no, it's not. He just kicked him in the asshole. <laughs> you know about that that one. I do know about that. You think he wished himself? I don't know. I I didn't make note of the uh of his, of his crotch area after that. Maybe I'll send him an email. Hey Hugh, you remember when Shane kicked you in your asshole? <laughs> oh man. So Hudson Hudson suggests that his ass might be bleeding. But he's wearing trunks, so there's no way to know. Hudson said, I missed that completely. Yeah. Hudson said his asshole might be bleeding. Well, he didn't say his asshole, but, like, that's what he was uh, ensuing, you know, because the first blood match. Oh, man. So. So it was just nobody would check his BH. I bet, I bet if, I bet if French was persistent enough, he would have. But that's not like if you're a referee, that's not what you want to do. Like, no. hey, let me see if your ass is bleeding, right? <laughs> like you're checking the diapy. <laughs> so, that's not, that's not blood. I just shit myself. <laughs> Rexion gets uh, after that devastating ass kick. He gets some momentum. Going in this match, he goes up to the top after hitting a move. He looks up to that chain, and that seems to be 
He seems to be undecided with how he wants to proceed because that thing is way up there, like you said. Yeah, it's it's way up there. So he decides to go for a moonsault. The French knocks him off the top rope and begins inflicting some damage. French, he also goes for some submission here with the figure four. Franchiseler four. I like that, yeah, Franchiseler four. We're told the member, that the members of the Indiana Pacers are in, t- in, t- in attendance. General gets to his feet. He, he gets dumped out on the floor. They go over that guardrail into the crowd area. French does a splash from the top of the railing. And after every blow, we get Tony and Hudson asking if these guys are busted open. I mean, French locks in a figure four-like torture maneuver around the post as they battle back towards the staging area, and the ref yells, you better break that hold. Why? You better. (laughs) Right, you better. Why? That's, uh, it started out so promising, man. It started out exciting. It started out like a pay-per-view I was going to enjoy, and it's been on a decline. It's a first blood match right? First blood. You don't need a chain on a pole. You don't need a chain on a pole. It's just like, did we do this first blood biker chain match? Like with the Harris and the chronic, like it's silly. Just have a first blood match. Be done with it. Just be done. So French, he was hiding a chain in his boot. He grabs it. Nails you. Referee sees the blood, and we got a new champion. And why does it matter? That's the like that's that's the big issue I have here. He knocks the knocks the the Hugh down. The ref goes down, and then he grabs a different chain, right? Because Hugh grabbed the regular chain. Mm-hmm. He grabs a different chain out of his boot. He wallops Hugh, and then he hides the different chain, and gets the chain that Hugh grabbed. It's first blood, man. It's no DQ. It doesn't make all of that is just such a such a jumbled mess. It's it's disappointing, man. I was pretty excited when this card started. Pretty excited. And the matchups are still good too, right? French yeah. and Hugh. Yeah. There's there's a few good few good spots, but yeah. Next, we got Scotty Steiner, world champion in the back with the freak. Asks him about trust. He says he can't trust anybody. And then that and that the big bad booty daddy is going down as the greatest champion of all time. He does say he trusts his freaks. Oh, he does. Yeah. So the only person I trust is my freaks. And then his freak steps in and says something to the effect of, I know what it's all about, but why don't you tell him? And he said, It's all about my freaks and my peaks. And then he storms off. In my seeing. Yeah, I got my freaks to seeing with. I'm surprised Gene didn't make a move on the freak this time. Yeah, Gene is very, uh, he's back to classic Gene. Right, they they kind of let him off the leash there for a few months. Right, I like off the leash Gene. This is followed by what may rival that Vampiro promo. <laughs> this one was funny, man. I know it wasn't meant to be, but it was fucking funny. The camera, the camera points. To, we're in the back, and we got uh, 
uh, uh, Lash LaRue and the wall are standing there. And it, it, you clearly can tell old Hugh doesn't realize that they recorded the promo yet. <laughs> and then they start recording the promo and then he starts yelling. I can't believe it lost. I can't believe it. And then fucking walls like, no, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> and he's like, I got nothing. I got nothing. And Lash LaRue's like, you have your heart. Fucking <laughs> he storms off. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> you have your heart. Come on. Huge erection. <laughs> You have your heart. And Wall's like, look at me. <laughs> you kind of like that, huh? Man, it was supposed to be like depressing and sad. I thought it was. You. Yeah. I, I thought it was hysterical. I'm glad you took the humor out of there. It was so funny. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Very, very bad. Yeah, just the, like. Yeah, that's what that's what Lashy comes up with, the old Lashter. You have your heart. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck does that mean? You have your heart. <laughs> I was talking about Hugh's heart. Right. And you know, the wall was just the wall was just lost in this promo. I have no idea what he was going for. He's like, Lena, look at me, look at me. <laughs> I got nothing. Look at me. You have your heart. Look at me. You have your heart. I got nothing. You have your heart. Look at me. <laughs> it, was fucking, it was hilarious. It was, and like I said, it was meant like it was meant to get garner sympathy for for the rection. But I just I couldn't help but laugh. I'd be like, yeah, you got nothing, you dumb bitch. You didn't even get a cue to let you know that the promo started. <laughs> <laughs> and we go to the, we go to package before the Goldberg and Sarge versus totally buffed contest, which we're showing the bad guys this and some punishment to Sarge. So that's kind of the kind of the X factor. If Sarge loses the match, Goldberg's going to be done. Goldberg says he's going to have to kill Luger. Buffer comes out to introduce the no DQ tag match to remind us. That Goldberg's streak stipulation is still in effect. If he loses, he'll be banned from WCW for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life. Let's bring them out. He says, let's bring them on. Let's bring them on. Yeah, he does not say, let's bring them on. He says, let's bring them on. Bring them on. So he says, bring them on. Man, did you know that Buff Daddy was a five-time tag team champion? Yeah, man. Buffer just educated me. You didn't know that, huh? He's, uh, I mean, I know, I know he won it with the males, probably, right? I don't know if they ever did grab it. I think he won it with Scorpio. Yeah, I don't know if they ever did grab it. Well, do you know who he won the title with? I'm going to say Scott Norton every time. Fire and Ice? No, man, that was Ice Train and Scott Norton. <laughs> Buff, right. and, Buff and Norton right. was vicious and delicious. Okay, I'll, they probably I'll, had it. I'll I'll bring it up here. I'll tell you. Give me a second. He was in WCW from '91 to 2002, right till it closed. So I'm guessing that yeah, he's uh, he's probably got a couple of WCW championships here. I'm man. I'm, wouldn't it be sweet to to be like called out by Michael Buffer? 
give you an entrance. Mm. I don't think it'd be worth the. I don't think it'd be worth the cost, but no, I don't think it would be, be cool. either. I'm actually not seeing. Oh, here it is. Oh, son of a bitch! He never had it with Scott Norton. You look at that. Huh. He had it with American two cold, males? two cold Scorpio. Oh man, that's right. I completely forgot about uh, what was the the Stars and Stripes. Buffing the oh, Patriot. The Patriot. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Scotty Riggs, American Males, and Shane Douglas. American Males. American Males. American Males. American males. I got nothing. <laughs> See you. <then. laughs> you have your heart. <laughs> so Sarge is making his pay-per-view debut. Mr. Power Plant, the head instructor. And no way. No. That's what no. Buffer says, man. He's fucking lying. I'll, 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 I'll bet my nuts that he was in a goddamn uh, World War Three. You're nuts, huh? I'll bet my nuts, man. You're nuts, huh? All I'll right. bet my nuts, man. You don't think he was? Let's check it out. I'm not betting my nuts. I'm betting my nuts. You can you can keep yours. You have your nuts. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Uh, we got Goldberg coming out from the restricted area with his army of security guys. I thought it was kind of funny that the restricted area is a basketball court. <laughs> yeah, in the right. arena, quite <laughs> yeah. an interest, interest for Goldberg. Puts it all on the line every time out. Tony says. So Sarge is not a very large man. First note. I mean, he did play the leprechaun, right? He was the leprechaun. He was five five foot eight. He's billed as five eight two thirty one. So he's probably five five two thirty one. <laughs> <laughs> Got a big Goldberg chant. I mean, this is made a no disqualification match. Begins yeah. like a conventional tag match with rules. So you're right. After a promising start, it's gotten right back to the the old uh, the old ways here. I think. Well, and yeah, so, I mean, Sarge comes out. His music sucks. I'm sorry to, to kind of go back here, but his music was fucking miserable. Didn't make me uh, like get pumped to see the sarge at all not i mean if i wasn't before his entrance i definitely wasn't after and then they made an odq match and they separate everybody and everybody's got a tag now do, do they understand what no dq is i don't think so we've had this discussion many times um also like the ecw tag division how that even worked with tags you know right but again very inconsistent with the rules. We just know there's no disqualification. However, I'm pretty sure there's been at least one or two no DQ matches this season that have ended in a DQ, so we'll see how it goes. Buff Daddy is just happy to be there every time. Does he get you pumped? Not really, man. You know that you're more of a buff guy than I am. I mean, I don't like Goldberg at all, but when he went for that kick... And the very open, like when they're circling each other, and Goldberg kind of stopped and threw a threw a little chin music at Buff. I was kind of hoping that he would kick oh, his yeah. head off. Do a Hitman heart job? Yeah, just give me a Hitman heart job. Connects on a double underhook suplex as the announced team talk about whether Goldberg should stay in there the whole time. That's not a bad call. What do you think? I, I 
I was so out of this match so quickly just based on the fact that it's a no DQ, but you're still forced to tag. And the referee's like getting in front of guys when they're trying to get in the ring. What are you going to do? Disqualify him? It's no DQ. Does no DQ also, uh, does that also no count outs or no count ins? Because you know, maybe that's the thing. Maybe we're maybe we're fucked up here. Now, listen to this logic for a second. I mean, entertain me, if you will. You know how a guy gets in the ring and usually after the tag, you get like a five second or a 10 second to get back out of the ring. Right. After the tag, right? Same mm. same thing as like uh, if you're on the, if you get thrown to the outside, you get the 10 count to be outside. Otherwise, you get a count out. Could you be counted in and lose the match? Be like a disqualification. Same thing if you don't break the hold, right? If you're choking a guy. No, no, no. But a count out is not a disqualification. No. So a count in would also not be a disqualification. You see where I'm going? If you're in the ring for more than five seconds, the ref can disqualify you. It's a different. It's a different thing, man. Hmm. All right, maybe. I'm not sold yet. I'll have to ask it, an actual official. It seems like there's sort of like a gentleman's agreement to abide by some of the tag team rules. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it's strange. I don't know. I get what you're saying. But, I mean, it can't just be chaos all the time, right? Okay, well, it can't be chaos all the time, but why are they hiding shit from the ref then? Like, why are they distracting the ref to do shit? It's no disqualification. I don't know, man. Yeah. So Sarge, he gets in there. He walks in the middle rope a little bit, does an elbow drop. That was, that was fucking. Right. That was all right. That was Sarge's one move that looked pretty sweet. And the next thing I got is Sarge needs to get the hell out of there because he's he's overmatched. Package hits one of those super forearm smashes, and Goldberg gets in there to rake up the pin. He gets in there and gives it to both of his opponents, doing a pretty cool pump handle fallaway slam. It's nice. I didn't know that that was in Goldberg's uh, repertoire, but... Oh, yeah, he used that. Uh, Luger starts jaw-jacking with a fan. And here's where some bullshit begins. Goldberg comes over to save him. Gets maced by the guy. Now, how this plays out, you're a heavy critic of the bullshit this season, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, you want to take this one, or should I... So, obviously, the fan maces Goldberg. Gets maced by a fan. Right? Yeah, yeah, and then Goldberg takes the fan and throws him, <laughs> throws him at the ring. Security comes in, scrambles, grabs the fan. And then Luger gets involved, backs security off of the fan, and we learn that the fan that uh, maced him was the fan that uh, Bill took uh, photos with and uh, signed autographs for earlier in the day, Ric Flair's old friend's son. Yeah. Old Billy Boy's got mace all over. He gets in the ring. He puts up a pretty good fighting, you know. He's fighting through, right, with the mace. He lands a couple of moves, even with, you know, while being mace. But eventually they work to a move that I am uh, right now still fucking astonished that nobody died when they did this move. <laughs> that big old blockbuster? The, the elevated blockbuster, man. You got. Luger, who's one hell of a botch king, 
you got Goldberg, who is one hell of a botch <laughs> king. And then you got the Buffster, who is also one hell of a... There's three guys. That move gets pulled off. How they survived it is... is it's magic. It doesn't look great. Buff ends up over-rotating, and he <laughs> very well could have killed himself. But, yeah, I was shocked, man. That that blew me away. That's that's the end of the match. They get that elevated, uh, you know, blockbuster. They pin Goldberg, and totally Buff wins. But did you – was that shocking to you? That move? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, look at the components. Right. Look at the components. It's like if you were to take, if you were to take like three kindergarten kids, right? Kindergarten age kids. And you put them in a kitchen. And you said, make a fantastic dinner for me. And then they fucking served you like, you know, some carpaccio and uh, some fucking, some, some lamb and, and just a beautiful, like a souffle, right? All these wonderful things. That you would never expect. Not saying that that move was wonderful. It was pretty cool looking. It was scary. And I'm still shocked that nobody died. So this is it for Goldberg's career. Yeah. This last is his, time we're going to see him. I, I'm happy about that. I don't ever want to see him again. So this fan is following the totally buffed up the aisle. I got the the whole treatment of that kind of bothers me if they wanted to sell it as a fan they should have had security subdue him and get him out of there that would have been easy to do said he got this fan just awkwardly trailing them wait a second he's not like buddy it up with him or anything he's just fucking no he high-fived him but you don't suppose this is the fan that won the goldberg uh managerial giveaway do you he's got a goldberg shirt on he does maybe they're like i know we just won you be his manager well, why don't you turn at him at the pay-per-view? Oof. Man, the fans are in disbelief. You think this is like the Undertaker streak getting broke? Not even fucking close. <laughs> Golly. Stop smoking drugs. Sergeant's pouring waters on Goldberg's eyes. Scott Hudson passionately eulogizes Goldberg's career. So Tony has his head in his hands in disbelief. We better get some answers about that fan. Meanwhile, Goldberg's WCW run. Your thoughts? <sighs> kind of considered the savior of WCW in the NWO era a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Ultimately, I don't know that his run uh, did anything for anybody but him. He didn't. Uh, he didn't elevate anybody in his run, right? Nobody was like elevated to main event status. He didn't have any long-standing feuds. He got Sarge in a main event. Well, <laughs> co-main event, and sure, <laughs> but like he—he he was never. He he worked his way with the streak up to, you know, top spot, and there was nothing you could do with him. So I, I just don't know that he, his work, I don't think ever elevated anybody, and that's kind of that's one of the responsibilities of your top guy is to also elevate other guys, and I don't know that anybody but Bill Goldberg benefited from the bill goldberg streak or the bill goldberg career i mean is it can you point to anybody that he's worked with 
that wasn't already like established? Anybody that he helped elevate into the spotlight? Because I can't think of one. No. No, he was was definitely different, though. You know, he's the only really homegrown talent. I mean, you got DDP, too, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So not the only one, but... Stinger. Stinger! Man, speaking of Stinger, you think he's the mystery man? We're about to find out. It's showtime, huh? I get a package with Flair stacking the deck against the champion. The four-way dance between Sid, Double J, Scotty Steiner, and this mystery man. Looks like a character from a bad horror movie. Yeah. Uh, Tony doesn't think that anybody is ready after what we've just seen. So here we got a four-way corner, or four corners match for the world heavyweight title. Out first is Double J. Talks about fans with you know tears in their eyes at ringside. So Double J is a four-time champ at this point. Then we get Sid. Sid's coming out. Sid comes out. Here comes Sid. Sid's wearing jean shorts. George said. We get the siren, and out comes our world champion, along with his favorite freak, the sexy Medasia. We're, we're reminded that he is the largest arms around. Just then, the Nature Boys music hits. Is he the fourth man? Oh, that would have been pretty tits. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for that. Man, that would have been awesome if he would have just stripped down there on the entryway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So he says he's got a mystery man, but he doesn't say when he'd be here. So we're starting out with the without the mystery guy. That's not fair. It's not very good either. No, it leaves them in a position where they're fucked. Right. <laughs> you know? Yes. If you're having a four corners match, you should have all, all the guys out there. Right. Right. Yeah. But they're waiting. Waiting. Waiting to see. Yeah. So Steiner goes chasing Flair up the ramp. Double J comes out, tells him to get in the ring. Sid's getting double teamed. He does all right for himself against the two. Yeah, I mean, up until that, up until that double suplex that he hits. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a very short match, too. I don't know exact runtime. I want to say it was probably only. It's real short. Yeah, maybe seven, nine minutes, somewhere in there. But when he blocked that that attempted uh, double-team suplex and then suplexed both of them, and the announcing Shivani, uh, he tried to cover it up saying, well, it looked like a suplex on one end and a DDT on the other. No, it didn't. It looked like he went to lift them both up and dropped them both on their damn heads. And then it's double clothesline, a couple of big boots. Huge choke slam onto Double J. Steiner breaks it up. So I imagine anybody who gets a pin is the champion here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of weird, too, the way that they're interacting Double J and Steiner. Because, like, Steiner is inviting, or Double J is inviting Steiner to make the cover, and then Steiner is allowing Double J to make the cover. So I think it's just the fact that they don't want Sid to win. Right. And we're sent to the back with Flair, who's escorting the mystery man out there. Meanwhile, 
Looks like Sid hurt his leg. <laughs> so <laughs> I will tell you this. Peacock has gotten a lot of shit for editing. And I could not be happier that they edited this piece. Because <laughs> I've seen this before. I've seen him break his leg in the match. It's ugly. He goes from the top. He lands awkwardly on one leg. And it just fucking snaps. It's ugly. And I was watching this. I was almost partly cringing the entire time because I didn't remember exactly the spot that it happened. And then they cut to the back and Rick said, all right, showtime, let's go. And here comes this fucking knockoff horror film guy walking out. And they cut back to the ring and Sid's legs in the wrong way. And so I was, I was, uh, I was actually quite pleasantly surprised that I didn't have to watch the actual impact and, and break. So Sid's writhing in pain. Yeah. They should be calling the legit medics out at this point. Yes. Uh, Sid takes a leg choke. Takes a leg choke? I don't know what you're talking about there. He just, I think Scotty Steiner just puts his foot on Sid's throat. Oh, right, right. And uh, Mystery Man comes in. They put the boots to Sid. And then he, I think Scotty Steiner just gets the pin, right? Yeah, and you can see like the mystery man's making his way down. They show Steiner standing, uh, looking down the entranceway, and you can hear Sid yelling at Scotty, telling him that you know it's we got we got to end this because my fucking leg's fucking broke. I think that's what he says to you. I think Sid says my fucking leg is fucking broke. Just fucking pin me and get us over with. <laughs> and uh, the mystery man comes in. I think he does like he might punch he might have punched Sid once. And then Scotty Steiner makes the cover and it's over. So um clearly they had to do an audible, obviously, because man snaps his leg that gruesome during the match. You gotta just you gotta just end it. You just have to. At that point, I mean would it almost would have been for Sid's health, right? You gotta just get him out of the match. You gotta get him out of there. Call some sort of an audible, yeah. Right. So at that point, if Sid, if Sid, and this is going to be this is going to be a shitty idea, but it's you know WCW during the time, so stay with me. Because his leg is in the condition that it's in, they got to get it. They got to get it braced up. They got to get him out of the match. Right. They got to like right. they, they, that should have been immediate. Get him out of here. So if now they we're going to put the boots to him and wait no, for the mystery guy. No, no, this is complete. Get him out of here. So at that point, if the mystery man comes down, and obviously the mystery man, they took a while to get from, you know, the backstage limo down. Why doesn't somebody just say, "Hey, go out there. You're the mystery man. You're supposed to do all this crazy good shit, right? You're supposed to be the guy that's backing Flair. Just go out there and finger poke a doom it." What, the mystery man? Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, because you're not going to have... The only other options at that point is he shows up, he fights them, right? The mystery man, animal, fights them and takes the pin. But that kind of ruins that, that aspect of it. Double J ends up, you know, fighting him. But that kind of ruins that aspect of it. So the only way you can take 
that storyline and keep it intact where everybody was on the same page and still get Sid to safety is probably a, a laydown situation. Mm. Right. So, right, the, the mystery man's road warrior animal gets a pop, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, very bad ending, but, you know, part of it was out of their control, obviously, with the Sid breaking his leg like he did. Right. Yeah, there's nothing uh, very, you can do. Like, it, it's just an unfortunate situation. It's an ugly, ugly situation. You think so. when they were loading Sid up into the ambulance, Lashley was back there going, you still have your heart! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Wall is trying to keep him with him. Sid, look at me! Look at me! And Sid's going, my leg's fucking broke, guys. I got a fucking broke leg. I can't look at you. I can't look at you. <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. Uh, anything else here? Or? No, I was just going to say, how many matches were on this card? Probably eight or nine. Hold on. I'll bring it up so we can actually, because, you know, I watching this was in the beginning. I've said it already. I was super pumped because it started off really good. Uh, I'm just going to go through here. So Chavo Shane, right? A plus. Reno Vito, really good match. Dragons uh, against Courageous Noble, good match. There are 10. There's 10. So we ended up with probably, we got 3 out of 10, which is 30%, which is uh, definitely the highest uh, amount of percent of good we've had on a card so far. It's a candidate for show of the year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. We got Cian in the books. All we got left is Super Brawl Revenge and then Greed. And then we're going to do a show on the last couple of Nitros and Thunder and Worldwide. That was the last WCW show to air. That was. And then, you know, thank heavens we're going to be getting out of this mess soon. So I want to thank you for... You know, <laughs> sticking in with us. What do we got next? <laughs> next, we have Super Brawl Revenge. Revenge. Super Brawl Revenge. Without Sid. Sid's got a broken leg. It's Ian. Broke his fucking leg. It's He still has his heart. I don't know. Lance LaRue doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> That's like the, like a fucking bad Mickey Mouse. Yeah, well, that or like version the, of Lash the old guy from uh, uh, the old guy from uh, the Wedding Singer, where he gets <laughs> Sandler gets punched in the face, and the other guy goes, "It sounds like a country song." <laughs> oh man! Anyway, all right, here we go. We have an elimination match. I fuck bet you can probably name the competitors in this elimination match. We got the Young Dragons. The Young Dragons are in it. Noble and EK. <laughs> Noble and EK are in it. Two count. <laughs> Two count are in it. There you go. All right. All right. But it is an elimination match, so it looks like a one-on-one-on-one-on-one-on-one. On one. All right. You know, everybody for themselves. Uh, that sounds good. 
It looks like uh, Hugh Morris, uh, huge erection, did not take too kindly to the wall, tell him to look at him because they're squaring off in a singles match. We got uh, Sean Shauna Hare and Chucky Palumbo against Jindrak and Stasiak for the tag team straps. Wait a second. Yeah. Breaking up the band? Breaking up the band, man. Oof. Yeah. All uh, right. Chavo against Ray for the cruiserweight title. Okay. Not bad, right? Rick Steiner. Huh. Hey, a Steiner. Rick Steiner. Real life Steiner. A real life Steiner. Rick Steiner is going against Dustin Rhodes for the WCW United States Championship. What happened to right. what happened to Franchisler? Hmm. He must have gotten franchised. He must have gotten franchised. Uh, Ernest Miller against Lance Storm for the commissionership. Why are we putting the commissionership on the line again? <laughs> They're just tossing it around. That's unacceptable. We got uh, Chris Canyon versus DDP. I like that. Returning Chris Canyon. DDP is always good. That sounds good. And we got a two out of three falls match. With Scott Steiner, well, this is this is not, this doesn't make any sense to me. I might have to watch a couple Nitros and Thunders. It is Scott Steiner with Medasia and Ric Flair. All right. I mean, Scott Steiner versus Kevin Nash, obviously, in a two out of three falls match. But Scott Steiner with Medasia and Ric Flair. It's a little uh, unholy alliance. Yeah, so what happened here? Oh, no. what, was suppo- what was supposed to happen at the end of the pay-per-view is there's a new faction called the Magnificent Seven. They exist for the last few months of WCW. Oh, this is where the Seven comes in, but there's like 18 guys in the Seven. Well, yeah, we got Nature Boy and, you know, Steiner and yeah. Double J and probably other Steiner, too, right? So, yeah, we'll have to do a, a little bit of... A little bit of nitro and because they um i looked ahead a little bit and it's kind of hilarious how so sid breaking his leg they replay that over and over on nitro and scotty steiner's writing this i broke sid's leg oh bit. gotcha yeah um after the after the event even though that was obviously just an accident but yeah. very poor taste but uh yeah, so the I, I guess Magnificent Seven is supposed to be the new like authority heel faction. Okay. Um not sure who they're feuding with, but Interesting. Uh, the world, I guess. Yeah, probably just the entire world. Yeah. So All right. Well All right. Well, uh I'm Duke Bags. Thank you for joining us. Uh we'll see you next time. Was handsome Kevin Rogue. Slide one in there. You can slide one in with your heart! Can I slide one in with the honeys? You wanna you wanna sit back in my Cadillac, North Khaki Lack, playing quarterback, playing with my jockstrap, honeys? Honeys? I, I don't want my sister to be sitting on your jockstrap in your Cadillac in North Cadillac. I don't like that. Well, let me tell you something about sitting, sitting in a man's Cadillac. Because a man has a Cadillac. 
man drives a Cadillac. Women can't drive. Men are better than women. And only, only a man can drive. Women can't drive. Everybody knows that. Because men are better than women. Bro! Bro! You piece of shit! I got, I got women driving my cock all the time, bro. All the time. We got the boys in the back watching. We had Tori back there, the Hummer. She's humming on me. They, women can drive. Let me tell you something right now. All right. Men are better than women. And only a man can drive. Only a man can drive a Cadillac. Only a man can drive a North Cadillac cock. Oklahoma. See ya. I, I, I drove a Cadillac one time down in the Dutch Wall. He was master taught me how to drive. Uh... He's not very good at teaching you how to drive because he doesn't really drive himself. Uh, he just sits on, he's got this little kind of a throne thing uh, down in the dungeon there. So, But he kind of taught me how to drive, uh, so I'm not a very good driver. But in the dungeon, there's not a ton of obstacles to drive around, so that, that part of it was kind of nice when I was learning, you know, how to drive. But I can't drive a, I can't drive a, a monster truck or any, anything like that. Not many chicks out in the dungeon. No, not a lot of chicks, but but uh, Master, he'll be mad if I told you this, but he's, he kind of got a nice rack.